I'm a great believer in really know what your message are, who you want to reach and, and then design your strategy in a bespoke manner for each campaign you do. I, I don't think there is a one size fits all. Hello, I'm John Higginson, founder of Higginson Strategy, and I'm on a mission to revolutionize communications by focusing on the power of purpose. Each week, I'll interview a leading light in the communications world, getting insight into what it means to be in communications, why it's so important, and most importantly, why it's governed by purpose. This week, I'm joined by Sarah Vaughan, who owns and runs her own consultancy, working with companies such as Unilever and Danone to innovate, create, and develop their purpose. In her early career, Sara was responsible for delivering the Body Shop's global brand repositioning Beauty with Heart. She led the Stop Sex Trafficking of Children and Young People campaign, which remains today the largest corporate-led petition ever presented to the UN with more than 7 million signatories. Today, Sara is also Global Chief Purpose and Sustainability Advisor to Marie Claire and a main member of the Sustainable Beauty Coalition Steering Committee. Sara, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, John. What a, a delight I get to see you and chat to you for, for a little while. And you. Well, look, I thought we'd begin by just talking a little bit about your personal story. Tell us about your background. How did you get to where you are today? Oh, my goodness. That's a that's a broad, broad question. So, look, I, I think whilst I can sound very British and, and all the rest of it, I was actually born in West Africa and Ghana. And so I think my early upbringing was was kind of different, <laughs> uh, you know, in this extraordinary and amazingly kind of rich culture. And I think, you know, the, it was a big shock when I did come back to the UK uh, or, you know, as a child. And I think, you know, I'd had a lot of experiences there. I mean, it, it, you know, Ghana is a very different place now. But, you know, I, I had um, malaria three times as a child. And we experienced a cholera epidemic, uh, and like my mother's best friend lost her, her her eldest son to that. So I think from a very early age, I was kind of aware of of things like the fragility of life, and and I think later on when I really understood, you know, a lot of cholera can be actually prevented by hand washing, malaria by malaria nets, and and you know that was kind of my experience of what many people go through on a, on on a daily basis and and I, I, and I really wanted to do something about it and also just that sense of community you know in in places like Ghana the communities are very rich they get together to change things you know they're very joyful about it it's a very kind of colorful and beautiful way to live um so i think that that's kind of like my inspiration and then you know i'm lucky enough to have lived in you know different countries like turkey like brazil I've I've always kind of had this this very kind of broad and global perspective, uh, and I think I you know I'm so grateful for that. I also I think one of the things that happened when I was a a small child was that um, someone told me that when I was when I had been born, well my parents were very happy; they didn't care what sex I was. But you know, everybody else was kind of like bad luck, mate. You know, it's a girl. Whereas yeah. when my brother was born, apparently they had a massive party and all went crazy and had a huge hooli. So I think you know, although it took me years to realise this, I, I I was an early feminist, and I I was kind of like, if he can do that, I can do it. You know, <laughs> I think that's I've I've never um, 
how can I say I kind of, you know, that held me back. I've always felt that I should be in the same room. You know, I've never wanted to be a member of a club where I have to go around the back entrance, you know, that kind of stuff. So I I think those are are kind of two of the things that have defined me. And then I think just my, my amazingly generous and kind parents who you know, have always been incredibly, um, my mum's sadly now now passed away, but have always been very service orientated, always kind of wanting to help, always extremely kind and compassionate and wanting to make a difference in this world. So, you know, I could hardly kind of not <laughs> be that way inclined, if you like. Well, look, um, I'll tell listeners that um, actually Sarah and I have, have worked on a number of things over the years. And I think I first met you, Sarah, probably about five years ago when we started out working with the Plastic Planet and since then we've done various things on Imagine and uh, Unilever Dove and, and, and various bits and pieces and you've really been kind of banging the purpose drum all of that time I, I remember from a very early time. How did you first kind of get into thinking about purpose for business and how businesses really need to respond and, and think about their why and think about the consumers and customers that they might have that are starting to make those demands that we're hearing much more of today but even five years ago it was a it was a relatively new concept you know in all the work that I had done to that date you know I started out my life as a strategy consultant you know I was really dogged by this feeling like there had to be more to life than this (laughs) and and, you know that it wasn't all about shareholder value and, and extraction and that kind of stuff and actually bizarrely my real aha moment came it's actually like over 15 years ago. I, I'm kind of in shock about this. When I actually went to De Beers and everyone's going, oh my God, diamonds, really? But yes, it, it was. And I, I actually went to De Beers Forevermark. And this was in kind of the, the aftermath of Blood Diamond, which I had watched, which I was very horrified by. Um, you know, that something so beautiful that was a symbol of love, you know, was actually tainted with blood of, you know, of uh, and slavery, if you like, of people. And I I went there and to create Forevermark, we were really given free reign, you know, to create a truly ethical and traceable diamond brand. And somehow doing that, everything came together. My passion for Africa, my love of purpose, my love for brands, you know, really wanting to create something that gave back at every 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 part of the, the the chain you know whether it was you know the people who had you know done the mining the people who done the cutting and polishing you know the whole way through because I mean you know the diamond industry had traditionally been a very extractive industry I mean you know all the profit you know was 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 made outside of, of Africa or whichever you know continent it was mined on and that was an extraordinary thing to do and and you know I think Forevermark is still even now held up as as, as an extraordinary example of of traceability of supply chain and and I can't believe it was so long ago but but, but it is but that that was like my aha moment and that's when mm. I really was like I, I really want to do this you know this is this is my thing <laughs> well I can't believe that either 15 years Tell us about some of your modes of communications that you find most effective when getting a message across. So that's really, I, I think that's really, really interesting. I mean, I think I think companies think, can forget that you always need to start with your employees first. You absolutely have to start from 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 the you know from the inside, and I think that is the most important thing. I, I, I feel they need to be consulted, they need to be involved 
if your company has a purpose or your brand has a purpose, you know, they need to be part of it. They need to feel it. It needs to make them want to get out of bed in the morning. You know, they need to literally stand and walk taller because it's what they want to do in their daily lives. And and, and I think that is critical. And I think if you can fully involve uh, your, your, your employees, of course, treating them well, paying them well, looking after them well, then that's half the job done you know because you know certainly in this day and age I think employees are one of the most trusted sources so if you actually kind of you know ask your friend well you know how is it working for x or y company if they go oh my god I love it I'm you know I did this the other day you know we went and kind of taught uh, hand washing in schools or we hit this target then people are like oh my god you know that that's amazing and the power of word of mouth of your employees is the most important. And and I feel, you know, looking at many companies here today, you know, who are, how do I say, not treating their employees very well or firing them without notice. I mean, you know, that carries on into your customer service. You know, you cannot have an unhappy employee treating your, your, your customer, you know, well, it doesn't exist. So, you know, treat your employees brilliantly. And, 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 and I think that wins half the battle. And I think, you know, also companies like M&S were always founded on that, you know, long time before M&S actually, you know, started to advertise in, in, in the Stuart Rose area, you know, they, it was all through word of mouth and employee communications. Great. And then, uh, so making the most of employees there. And if we start looking outwards externally, once you've got that internal communications right, and you're and you're not just you know on broadcast, you're also listening, and you're making sure you're you're, you're listening the right way from, from bottom to top. What do you then kind of look at in best communications that you use? Do you use traditional or social media or anything else? It's really a mix. I mean, a, a lot of it is defined by you know, what the purpose is and, and, and who we're also trying to reach. And I really feel actually years and years ago, Jackie Cooper, who's now Edelman, taught me the, the chocolate fudge cake approach. And I, I've never forgotten that, which is really like when you're doing your communications, it needs to be like one of those, those kind of like American, like huge kind of gatto with like 25 layers. And you need to really make sure that your communications kind of slice through all of those things. So I'm a great believer in really know what your message are, who you want to reach, and, and then design your strategy in a bespoke manner for each campaign you do. I, I don't think there is a one size fits all. Yeah, and what and what makes a good message for you? Something bold, mm-hmm. but something which is backed up. You know, I, I, I think you know where so many companies fall over is that they, you know, there's a big say-do gap and they talk it, but they don't actually then deliver it and don't demonstrate what they're what they're going to do. So, I mean, I think, you know, when communicating brand purpose, I'm a great advocate of obviously get employees involved very early on, but pilot it, you know, and actually pilot your missions as well. So it's not enough to say, woohoo, we've got a great brand purpose. You know, you really need to have a very clear vision of what that actually means. And also, you need to have very clear missions of like, what are we actually going to do? What are our KPIs going to be? Who are we going to pilot? And I would always strongly advise, you know, piloting those plans before you kind of go large and announce it to the world. <laughs> because you can spectacularly fall on your face. You know, if you've got a pilot behind you, you know, then then you've got some insights, you've got some learnings to show you, you you can tweak things. And you can also say, well, you know, following our pilots, you know, we've decided to scale things up. And I think that's, that's, that's really, 
it's communication with depth and with real meaning and 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 you're walking your talk and I think that's important yeah I think I think that's so right and so important as as you say and actually that's where I think that's where PR gets a bad name actually is when it isn't backed up and 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 people just try to jump straight to the positive headlines that they're trying to get at the end of it but if they're not six months down the line a year down the line actually doing those things that they've said that's where it's the PR that gets the bad name for that but really it's the business not really doing the thing that they said that they were going to do not doing the background not doing the research and I think that's so so important Uh, and actually good PR is about not lying to anyone at all it's about telling the truth but but shining a spotlight on something that's really good and interesting and amazing that's happening I I would totally agree and also that I think encourages comments and encourages people to join you know the movement because you know that's what you want is you want supporters you want people to say well I can help here you know these things often need to be collaborative and 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 it's so important and also you know, I mean, in this day and age of transparency, people can find things out and they whistle blow and they call you out and quite rightly so. Yeah. So how can founders and CEOs kind of find find their own purpose if, if they don't know what that is and they've had their head buried in, you know, making slightly more money than they did last year and all the numbers and all those kind of things? How can they roll backwards if they don't know what it already is and kind of look for what that purpose is so that they can start talking about it? So that's a very good question. And I think it's always really where your interest is. What excites you? <laughs> what makes you get out of bed in the morning? It's really those questions. You know, what problem do you want to solve in the world? You know, it, it's about that, you know, for some people, you know, we're all different. For some people, it will be something around animal rights. For others, it will be helping children. You know, it, it, it's really about that. And it's really to observe your life and, and see, like, where is my interest? Where is my curiosity? How do I want to make a difference in the world, um, you know, outside of my overall job? And and one thing I would add, which I think is very important, is that a lot of people do find their purpose, then think they need to leave corporate life. And I would, I would beg you not to leave corporate life, stay in corporate life and incorporate your purpose into your daily job if you can, because we need purpose-led people in companies today more than ever before. And that's the way we will create change. What a great message that is. Um, and, and absolutely right. And something I absolutely agree with because, you know, business, if, if you think you have to follow the money, business is where the money is and actually business is where so much of the change that is going to be needed in the future, needed to get to net zero, it's going to be businesses leading the way. And we need those kind of really bright, passionate, clever people in uh, businesses. If you don't want to do that, go into politics because we also need some help there. That's, so that, that's, that's, that's your kind of career options. But but yes, I mean, I, I, as you know, I'm passionate about business kind of leading the change because I think business is, is really equipped to lead the change. You know, businesses reach billions of people on a daily basis and they can orchestrate change in movements you know to an extent that other people can't but it's important to temper that with NGOs with partners with outside advisors who who really know the situations you know before you have a kind of marketing team kind of getting your hands on 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 you know some very important kind of issues and and you know potentially seeing them more in a campaigning point of view than a real actual you know I want to change this and and have a true mission um, yeah, you, you've had some absolutely brilliant successes uh, throughout your 
career and I've mentioned just just a few of those at the start of this uh, interview can you give us one time where you've actually had a bit of a blooper where you've had a bit of a fail and and it hasn't quite uh, worked worked out so I was kind of racking my brains for that a bit I mean I fortunately I can't think of a complete disaster um but I and I think I was just working out why why that was, and I think it's because I've I've always treated this as a kind of learning process, you know, that the purpose can always change and that you can always improve. I think one of the the most important things, really, I kind of alluded to earlier, is make sure that you don't create your 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 brand purpose with just the marketing team. If you just have a whole load of marketeers in the room, I love marketeers, they're brilliant folk, but the rest of the company just won't get it. They'll all be like, it's those marketeers. You need to create your brand purpose with a proper cross-section of, of employees from all the functions, from every different level, from every different age group, from you know every different gender, racial background, whatever, because you really need a, a purpose which ignites all of those people. And you need a purpose that is truly within the brand DNA. Um, you know, it's not just a campaign that lasts for six months. It's not just something adopted by the ad agency who put, you know, like, you know, headlines on TV and says, say how amazing you are. You actually need, you know, whether it's kind of finance through to legal, the whole lot actually really going, that makes me go get out of bed. And I really want to be involved in that because that's the way you, 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 you truly shift things. And I would say the moments where it's been a bit rocky, you know, but I'm very determined and I push, you know, and, and I, how do I say, I won't leave a purpose until everyone's happy with it. Um, but the, the moments where it's got a bit icky and that was in the early days was definitely where like just the marketeers were in the room. And I very, very quickly learned that that wasn't the way to create brand purpose. Great. Well, that's a very, very good bit of advice for any uh, business owners or or any, anyone else trying to um, realign their business or think about what their purpose is. Sarah, if anyone else wants to kind of uh, get in contact with you or, or hear more about you, how do they do that? Well, I, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn at, at Sarah Vaughan. That's probably the, the, the best way. Or you can email me at Sarah at SarahVaughan.me. Um, and, and, you know, very happy to, to, you know, love hearing what people are doing around purpose, what their developments are, what their questions are. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is really exciting. And for anybody kind of really thinking about, you know, about you know creating a purpose for their company do it you know and 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 also really like really understand that purpose is is not kind of created it's in the roots of of your company it was kind of the why it was founded and it's something that you really feel and and I think it's 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 something very intuitive and also it's something that you know makes every single person you know, in that company, spring out of bed in the morning going, I'm proud to work for it and I really want to achieve this. Sarah Vaughan, thank you very much for joining Communicating Purpose with John Higginson. Thank you, John. This has been a pleasure.